Today's gospel reading comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You are significant, but not in the way that you normally think of yourself. I'd like to show you this photo this morning from uh, the trip that Laura and I took this summer to Door County. On Tuesday, we walked from our bed and breakfast, which was uh, somewhere right in around in here in the harbor. And we walked to this area right over here, which is called Ridge's Sanctuary. And we took a tour of this area, and I'll tell you about this area. This is another view of what is called Ridge's Sanctuary. And what makes Ridge's Sanctuary significant is that over a period of 1,400 years, the lake has formed ridges that you see that are concave shaped, that are exactly the shape of the harbor. And so if you go back here, this is the oldest part of the Ridges Sanctuary, and the lake was actually up to this point 1,400 years ago. Now the lake, of course, is over here. And what people of faith have to remember is that if you were standing here 1,400 years ago, and if you were a tree, you said, the lake is here, it will always be here. But that's not what happened. Now the oldest trees are back here, and as you make your way closer to the, to the harbor, these are the newest trees that have been formed as the lake has built up ridges over time, over time, over time. And you see these ridges, and in between each ridge there are low spots where you see water, and these are what they call swells. You can actually take a tour of the area and uh, walk. This is the oldest part, and these are the trails that you can take along the ridges. And as you make your way closer and closer down here to the range light, then you actually are right here on the border of Lake Michigan now. What's very interesting about this area is that as we were taking a tour, our tour guide said that usually 
the sanctuary is maintained by volunteers and occasionally the volunteers will come up to the to her as she maintains and oversees the sanctuary and says we need to clean up the old trees because they have died and they have fallen over and they are left there to rot and they're just not very appealing so if we came in and took out all the old timber then the ridges sanctuary would be that much more beautiful and what she is the naturalist has to explain to the volunteers is that actually the old trees are there for a reason they have to teach the volunteers that it is quite natural for the old trees to be left alone and to follow the normal life cycle of deconstruction and reconstruction. What you can see in this old photo is that there is a lot of old dead timber right through here. Trees that have fallen over and are left to decompose. But also do you notice right next to the old trees are the new trees that are taking root and forming and becoming new trees. The reason why I'm showing you this photo is that this is All Saints. This is a visual representation of All Saints. That trees have life now because long ago sand and soil was pushed up by the lake and this ridge and the swell exist because the river, the, because the lake did its job. And then as the soil was formed into new land, then trees were, were, were growing. And over time, those trees grew and they maintained their life cycle. Then they died and fell over and they returned to the soil. And because of what the old trees provide, the new trees can grow. That's All Saints Day. And All Saints Day reminds us that you are significant, but not in the way that you normally think of yourself. You are significant because of who you are and not because of what you have accomplished by what size your bank account is or what your house looks like or what successes or failures you might have had. You are significant, but not in the way that you normally think of yourself. When my mother died in December 2002, I remember several things. The one thing that comes to mind is the touch of Laura's hand on my back as I cried. Her hand felt hot. Also, the remember the shock of going to class in seminary one day, going about life as normal, and then the next day you're walking around in a cemetery picking out a spot for your mom's grave. And lastly, I remember that even though I felt a keen sadness and loss, I also had an abiding trust that mom somehow was still with me. I remember hearing her voice and dreaming about her talking to me. And I'm reluctant to share these things with you because you might think that I've lost my mind or I believe in ghosts or that I sit downstairs in my office and see visions of shadows going in and out of the furnace vents. 
They do a lot of knocking around, I know that. <laughs> but no, I simply believe what the Bible teaches us about a great cloud of witnesses. If I see visions at all, I believe it is the same vision that St. John the Revelator saw when he wrote in the book of Revelation about a great multitude, a great congregation, a mass of people so large that no one could count. They were from every nation, from all tribes and all peoples and all languages, standing before the throne, robed in white, waving palm branches in their hands, with a common witness that they said, salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne. That's the testimony of the saints. You see... There is more to life than what you see or how you feel or what you think. You are not the first to sit in the pew that you're in right now, nor will you be the last. You are a small part, but yet you are a significant part of a great congregation. And your contribution is that someday someone else will sit where you sit and they will remember the words that you sang. They will remember how you prayed the Lord's Prayer. And they will remember your voice as you sing the, the hymns of our faith. And they will remember you downstairs in the kitchen stirring meat in the pan and cutting onions for Emmaus Cafe. They will remember your words of grace as you write them on Deacon's prayer cards. They will remember how you shared the words of Jesus who said, Blessed are those who mourn, for you will be comforted. They will remember your acts of generosity and your acts of kindness and gentleness. They will remember and give thanks to God for you. And you will celebrate communion with them as they partake of the bread and of the cup. And you will be standing over and beyond them singing the same praises that we sing today. That salvation belongs to our God who is seated at the throne and to the Lamb. You see, you are significant. You are very significant, but not in the way that you normally think of yourselves. I'd like for us to close the sermon today by watching a video clip from the movie Places in the Heart, which was released in 1984, almost 30 years ago, if you can believe that. This is the end of the movie Places in the Heart, and you don't have to know the characters. You don't have to remember the storyline. But here are some things for you to keep in mind. At the beginning of the clip, you will see people sitting in a congregation. What you need to note is at the beginning of the clip, the congregation is about half full, about like ours is today. 
And then you will need to know that it is the preacher who is reading the words of the great love chapter from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that love never ends. And then you will know that the choir is singing in the garden. And then you will notice that by the time the plates are passed in the pews, that every seat in every pew is full. Because the great congregation includes the living and the dead. The great congregation includes the man who had an affair with his wife's best friend. The great congregation includes the rich banker and the poor farmer's widow. The great congregation includes the leaders of the KKK who went to church. And it also includes the poor black man that they beat to a pulp because they didn't want him to succeed. The great congregation includes the husband who was shot and killed as he confronted a young black boy who was drunk and had a pistol in his hand. And what you need to know is that as they pass the plate to each other, the words that they say are the peace of God. 